In the renewal of the ANC, let's have a commission to look at uh, the use of money in the organization because we will get all sorts of characters leading the movement based on how much they pay to be in a position. If you don't have money, despite your capabilities, you can be Masondo, uh, you can be Mbalula, you can be whoever, but if you don't have money, uh, people don't look at your capabilities and rising through your peers, they forget. Money makes them close ears and eyes. Hello, welcome to Politricking with T.D. Madia. I'm T.D. Madia. This is episode five of season two of a politics podcast brought to you by Eyewitness News. I didn't want to have issues today. It's not like I get paid to come up with new complaints every time I host a podcast. Um, But I think with the challenges we have in the country, it's very easy to go on and on. It's easy to run on and on and on, right? Like, there's so many issues that you can't help yourself. You find yourself complaining, so on and so forth, every other day. So government held a GBV summit, the Gender-Based Violence Summit. It's done by the president and a cohort of his ministers that are involved. Activists engage and participate in the event. So this was the second time they held this. Yes, I said I don't want to complain, but... I will obviously complain, <laughs> which is I'm talking about the summit. I must say, I was surprised to see Nkwana Maita Mashabani on the TV screens. She was at the GBV summit. She was acting defensive as per usual. But every time I see her, which is like maybe twice a year, right? I see her one day in August because that's Women's Month in the country. And I see her one day around December because they kick off that 16 days of activism. So with the GBV summit, I'm assuming I'll see her three times. The Minister of Women in the Presidency will be spotted three times, hey? In a calendar year where bodies upon bodies of women and children are piling up every day because there's a scourge in the country because they're being killed. But the minister who must agitate ne, is not at court cases where people have mutilated little babies. She's not outside. She's not demanding better policing legislation. No, 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 no. She appears around three times a year right? And she's always like in a defensive position. She's always being done wrong. She's always a victim of something. I find it incredibly frustrating that government then hosts this event, includes somebody like her, who then plays victim and then the president puts on a face where, you know, he puts on this, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm understanding. I hear your pleas. I hear your cries face. But my issue there is If you really meant it, Mr. President, I'm willing to admit that there are some movements as far as legislation is concerned. I'll recognize that. But if you mean it, Mr. President, Nguanamaita has no business being in your office, has no business handling issues that speak to women in the country, issues that speak to gender-based violence in the country, and issues that relate to protecting the lives of littlies. Speaking of ministers, this week, Figi Lembalula, transport minister, popped into prime media place. Now, he's been proposed as the next potential secretary general of the ANC. Of course, the governing party is now approaching, fast approaching, mind you, its conference, which is taking place from the 16th of December. Can Mbalula run that particular office? The secretariat of the ANC is seen as the engine. Hey? It's one that's had so much of its stature reduced over recent years. Do we get to judge Mbalula on his performance in government, 
his performance as the NC's head of elections. Do those two roles tell us what he can do in that particular office? Should he be elected? He is up against the likes of Mdumseni Nduli and Pumolo Maswale, but nominations are still taking place. So it's early days, I keep saying, and I think I'll maintain that as well. It's still early days. We must wait for the nominations to close, which is likely to be on the 7th, unless again they push it back, but nominations will close, and then at some point they will publish those who've made the cut, made it onto the ballot, and maybe then we must start thinking really hard about whether or not Mbalula's track record warrants for him to even be a candidate and to be good enough. Here's what Mr. Raz Matez, Mr. Mbawizi, Mr. I'm never on time. Yeah, he's never on time. I had to say that about him. Here's a conversation between myself and Mbalula on all things ANC and the track record I speak about. We've been having conversations in and around the ANC. Of course, the governing party goes to its elective conference in December. They need to pick leaders, right? Fresh leaders or old leaders, whatever they do. But they will elect new leadership into office. They'll also review their policies and figure out where the ANC stands. I think if you are a member of the electorate, if you are eligible to vote, you are watching what the governing party does because it gives insights into what will be on offer when it comes out with a manifesto and tries to get us a renewed mandate come 2024. So you kind of need to look and listen to what the leaders are, whether they merge if they're successful, I think it's neither here nor there. It lets you get a feel of what leaders in the governing party think about key issues, about each other, and about the role this party has. You know, the ANC is a former liberation movement. Liberation movements tend to die. It is insisting on sticking around. So it is important, I think, just to keep engaging it from that perspective. Joining me this week for the podcast is Figilan Balula. Bucks, Mr. What do they call you? Razmatez. You have many, many names. Yes, eh? a lot, a lot. Fix Ace it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Um, that's who he is, you know. Um, Ace Makashula said he is forever youthful. And I think a lot of us have a very different understanding of what that ultimately means. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining me this week. Thank you. Thank you, Tiri, for having me. Are you seriously in the running for SG? Are you seriously considering becoming the Secretary General of the ANC? I know that in 2012, your name was a factor. It didn't go anywhere. People never know whether to take you seriously or not. Are you seriously putting your hand up to run the engine of the governing party? 2012, uh, the name did go somewhere. It ended in the ballot and was defeated. It was a sectoral a name which was running under generational mix. And um, uh, it went to the ballot and was defeated alongside Paul Mashadile, Tokyo Swale, Matthew Posa. Uh, so just a slight correction, it did get somewhere. So I'm unfacing it went nowhere. <laughs> I know. Well, it did well, not end up in the angel. Well, well, it did well, not end up in the sea. Yeah, yeah, of, the yeah, of course. So but it's it like went somewhere near. It's like Moyawe Pepper, you know, like it's something people talked about and it fizzled out. It never happened. So uh, at the present moment, I didn't uh, raise my hand. Uh, even then, I didn't. It is the youth league that came and raised and uh, motivated why we must be SG. Even now, Uh, Elders in the movement and the structures uh, individually and the generation that I belong to uh, uh, affirmed and then said that, look, go and apply your mind uh, on this issue. We think that you must leave government 
and go and serve Lutuli House uh, as Secretary General on full-time basis. A point I considered, and at the same time, uh, branches are nominating based on that consideration. And uh, the, the final uh, agreement on standing will be determined by the nominations and the conference platform when I'm asked by the IEC whether I'm available or not. But uh, it's been encouraging thus far. Please just wash your hand on the studio desk. I think it is picking up. I just want you to watch your hand a little bit. I can make an argument, not even someone outside. I can make an argument that you didn't build up necessarily on the momentum that existed in 2012. In fact, I think your capabilities as a leader seem to have fizzled. In fact, I'd make an argument that I think you started taking yourself less seriously and maybe 20. What year are we in 2022 is almost like a catch-up that you must remember that you are capable possibly of leadership. Well, uh, I don't know what you attribute taking oneself seriously because um, I served largely in government. And uh, when we went to a conference, last conference, and uh, the Secretary General was Mahashule, I didn't stand uh, because the majority view, the dominant view then uh, within our NDZ uh, slate was advocating for Mahashule, which I was not for. And uh, I decided to step back because I can't go against the majority view conference after conference. And uh, I didn't go. It is not my style even though people believe it's a tired rhetoric that the branches decide. It's not my style to raise my name. Um, I wait, and if nobody says anything, I, I've never had doubt about capabilities of handling Secretary General uh, Office. I've, I've served there before. And the experience that we have accumulated over the years, when the NC was preparing us as young leaders, uh, uh, will multiply in terms of the position uh, of Secretary General. So we, we, we fully understand what comes with that office in terms of uh, uh, what is expected of us and uh, uh, once we occupy the office of Secretary General. Uh, when you say I stopped taking myself seriously, in a risk of uh, sounding like self-defense, I led ANC elections. I was taken by... There's a, a point to I'll raise that. Yeah, let, so you let, did. Let, 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 me say, let me say this. If somebody is less important, uh, I wouldn't have been given a task of elections uh, from President Zuma uh, to President Ramaphosa and uh, to date. Uh, uh, and also I headed ANC organizing department uh, for many years. Uh, so um, when you are less important and take yourself less serious, you will not be given big responsibilities like uh, the one of uh, uh, being key in terms of overseeing the ANC election machinery. But nonetheless, who am I? Uh, I don't make that determination about what people think. I'm just clarifying the point. You might as well be correct for a number of objective and subjective factors around me that make you to make that determination. But just to emphasize a point, uh, we have never been outside the main political arena of ANC affairs. Fair enough. I want to come back to the issue of elections, but before I do that, were you surprised by how late your name came up in the game? I mean, when even people were speaking about when 
discussions around having younger people come to the fore, your name wasn't one of the first names we heard. In fact, I can make an argument that your name started gaining momentum quite recently. Are you surprised that people started considering a possibility of having Balula back, which is where the momentum also speaks that the issue of momentum is for me, is your name wasn't an initial thought process that other people had. In fact, I'd even make an argument that Ndumseni Ntuli's name came up beyond you. And I know you don't have a problem whether Ndumseni emerges or not. I think that's neither here nor there for you. But the idea that you are there, you've served in so many capacities, as you state, you've been in government, yet your name is not one of the first names that are put forward when people are looking for potential leaders. What can take the NC forward? Who's got the right vision? Your name is not the first few names that pops up when that conversation is being had. It does. Balula's name is prominent with government. And ANC people have always said that he served good in portfolios where he's deployed. And uh, it is not synonymous with uh, uh, taking him uh, into higher position rank or him raising his hand because some of the names you must understand, they did not pop up. Uh, People simply raised their names that I'm available. Do raise his name and said he's available and that he's running a campaign with his generation. Nothing wrong with that. There are many others. And uh, when you say organically, that somebody's name popped up, nobody thought about it. Uh, You need to then understand the thinking and the thought around the person and the person raising the name that I want to be president. I, I, I look at my capabilities and make a determination that I can be president, I can be deputy president. One of the few names that rose organically that I know of is the name of Paul, Nomvola, Zueli was raised by comrades in KZN. The rest of the other names, and of course Mamuluko, surprise name there that ANC structures are thinking about. And the youth league cohort, Yanga, raised the name of Lamola. And then, you know, I don't want to talk about other people and their names, but they didn't just rose organically. They, 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 it is individuals who spoke that they want to stand. So Malula's name was raised and debated in the cycles. And uh, I could have amplified it by saying that, EMI, uh, please don't forget me. And there are people who still raise the issue, why do you leave government uh, for racks? you know, in Lutuli House. You've tweeted this, yes. Yes, I raised that <laughs> because they, yeah. they, they, they they equate the Secretary General and Lutuli House as racks. And yet... Yet it's such a powerful it, it, position. It, it shows... It's uh, it, it shows how, how the standing of uh, the political standing and authority of that office have been eroded over the years to a point that it is insignificant. It can only be associated with material benefit for an individual. Blue lights versus when you are in Lutulia House, uh, you can drive yourself. And then uh, uh, yet you are the engine of the party. And uh, it is the political center. The, it is the overall administrative, organizational and political uh, engine of the African National Congress.
And what will make you then suitable for that office? Because it's so important, as you just said. Whether party members or outsiders get it or not is almost neither here nor there for me. It'll be a travesty if NC members don't get it. But it is an important office, right? And then the question that begs the question for me, what makes Mbalula fit for that office? And I ask that on the back of your performance in government. In terms of your KPIs, I don't even know what they are per se, but I look at government and I look at your current uh, portfolio, transport, and I can't necessarily call you successful at that department. I know it's got its issues, but I look at transport in the country and I don't think that it's it's worthy of an A-plus performance on your part. You spoke about being given responsibility to head up the election office in the ANC. It's been on a downward trajectory with you heading up that elections campaign machinery. So that also isn't an A+. plus. So then how do you then become fit for an office such as the engine? And an engine that many seem to have forgotten what its purpose is in the day-to-day life of the governing party. I hope you'll give me time. Let's start first with government. Go for gold. Yeah, let's start first with government. I've been a minister now for three years or two and a half years. And uh, when I arrived at the Department of Transport is one of the departments that uh, were fairly in the back seat and in the periphery. And uh, a number of uh, challenges that face the department, yet it is the backbone and the engine of the economy. Uh, the driver's license regime was completely in shambles and in tatters. And uh, there was no policy that regulates rail in terms of what needs to happen when we talk about moving uh, goods from road to rail. Uh, we have achieved that. Uh, but uh, the driver's license regime is improving for the better with the major interventions we are making. You can step out of this office and go to Midrand and address your driver's license issues. It is no longer like before. But it's why do you have to go to Midrand? Is, why can't I do it in Germany? No, I'm saying it. something like that has never been there. It's not about the location. What it is what is is been uh, piloted there is going to be something that will happen every center of the driver's license regime uh, in the country and uh, uh, if you talk about rail it was in shambles through yeah. years of state capture uh, we have recaptured we said 10 corridors and uh, they are well on track within time the integrated public transport network uh, which has collapsed as you know uh, in areas like Mangaun, Rustenberg, uh, and many other areas, Pulukwani is well on track in terms of it being resuscitated. There is now a clear vision in terms of what must happen to the taxi industry uh, from the point of uh, taking it from the informal economy and formalize it and uh, also integrate it. Uh, all of those things did not just happen. Uh, they happened because there is a driver. Uh, in the maritime space, uh, we're regulating and implementing policies, including uh, legislation in terms of uh, shipping, merchant shipping, uh, which will be a game changer for us in terms of uh, uh, the maritime uh, sector. So I, I, I'm just mentioning a few in a complex environment. Now, the ANC elections, uh, we've had our ups and lows and uh, we fought hard and came back stronger when we could have been obliterated. But that cannot be a portion to me as an individual. Uh, you might see it as a weakness, but uh, as a driver in that particular seat, I think uh, we have brought a lot of experience in relation to that. Working with the collective, 
and my comrades uh, in relation to driving the election campaign, me at the head, and uh, giving direction and all of that. I, I think uh, we have, uh, we have uh, arrested ANC from political obliteration. And uh, the years of recovery are ahead of us. And uh, whether or not we'll defend only 2024 will actually be the judge. Even people in the ANC, some of them are singing the song that uh, 2024 is the burial of the of the ANC. I'm saying no. And uh, I can speak for a day for you about it. So do we have challenges? We do. Can Balula do things? I've never done things on my own. My strengths have been complemented by people I work with and uh, it will never be a change. I'm not going to tell you like a minister and government that I, I can only tell you that uh, working with the collective and being decisive in the post and uh, driving the political center, reorganizing the Lutuli House and all our regions and provinces and maximizing on the mass character of the ANC. I think uh, we, will, we, will, we, will, we will cover the lost ground. What will the ANC look like in 2024? Are we going to elections? What's going to be happening with the governing party? The ANC is on the renewal. Uh, well, what you need, you need the leaders who are going to implement the renewal. I, I together with the collective, uh, started the discussion on the ANC renewal. Uh, it was uh, given to us, it was myself, uh, Makura, and Phoebe Potchitter. And uh, I was the head of that commission of the ANC renewal project. Um, it's not me. Uh, it's a collective. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that uh, we introduced in terms of renewal was what is our attitude in terms of integrity. We introduced the commission called Integrity Commission. And then uh, one of the things we introduced is the Electoral Commission, which is now being chaired by Khalima Mutlan. Um, there's a lot of things that can be done that are still going to be done when it comes to renewal. And uh, it is a renewal or death for me in terms of the ANC. Whether I assume a position of Secretary General or I'm part of the collective, it is a renewal or death. If we don't renew and we don't do things differently, we will perish. And uh, earlier on, you talked about liberation movement. That die. That die. Mm -hmm. Look, it will never die. Our strategy and tactics talks about us being a liberation movement uh, which have ascended to political power. The twin task of liberation movement character mm -hmm. and political party must reinforce each other. I believe in that uh, going forward because what is the character of the liberation movement? is a mass-based character uh, of the liberation that lives amongst the people, that builds structures. A political party is a party that pro is professional. Politicians become politicians because of they view this as careers. Uh, in the liberation movement is a totally different game altogether you assume certain status and positions mm. because you are affirmed by your generation and by your peers you don't just rock up and say i'm available in professionalizing careerism is even articulated and even assimilated and embraced as something legit including use of money uh, in the anc what we look at as a character of liberation movement will say we've got this phenomenon of people yes. using money to get into positions we are a liberation movement we can't allow that my first task will be in the renewal of the ANC let's have a commission to look at uh, the use of money in the organization because we will get all sorts of characters leading the movement based on how much they pay 
to be in a position. If you don't have money, despite your capabilities, you can be Masondo, uh, you can be Mbalula, you can be whoever, but if you don't have money, uh, people don't look at your capabilities and rising through your peers. They forget. Money makes them close ears and eyes and look at the person who's dishing the money. So what do we do? Are you going to move away from this reality that ANC conferences, people use money? No. How do you respond to that? Being a liberation movement that does not allow careerism. And then uh, people professionalize politics and say, I... And then they say, I want to stand. How do you allow that? At least now, because of our renewal project and the Electoral Commission city, you can see that that process has allowed us to open up the, the, the electoral process. But it has not gone bold because of this liberation movement hanging character, character where sure. in which Malula can stand and TD as an independent can ask, like the primaries. Why do you think, and then do is here, whoever you think you want to I can't stand. wait for the NC to become. That'll be so much okay, fun. You see, but so hold on, hold on. You are, you've said, you, you said so many things that I want to ask. There's so many streams I want to try and follow from that. The issue around being a liberation movement that's rooted in the people and the professionalization of the NC, even those two things, I want to make an argument that the NC in itself is moving further and further away from that. You can see that in its relationship with the so-called clever blacks or traditional black, black Black communities. I think the ANC itself has diagnosed that it is now removed from communities and that it needs to work harder towards finding itself back in communities. Am I wrong? The ANC does not subscribe to the concept of clever blacks. The ANC talks about the middle street. The fact that an individual have just had a swipe and talk about clever blacks does not, does not fit the ANC lexicon. The ANC lexicon talks about the middle straighter. Now, here is the issue about the middle straighter. Sure. It is the straighter that that does not, uh, in terms of its evolution, does not benefit from the means of production, but evolves out of intellectual capacity and academic record. And uh, it offers to the country and the nation its skill. And uh, that particular straighter is not static. It vacillates depending on what benefit it. If the issue of it tolls it on its pocket, it will move away uh, from the ANC and attack the ANC. That's straighter. And if ever uh, the problems of cost of living and the economy and the fuel and the price and all of that becomes the dominant issue that affects how CD gets to work, it becomes the verbosity in terms of your language and your attitude towards the state and the governing party. But uh, if the state, like for instance, in the era of the economic boom, when we deliberately created this traitor, you are beneficial, you will vote for the ANC in your numbers. And then that is what happens. You actually took the question away from me while I was still trying to tell you what my question was because you hung up onto the phrase clever blacks. That middle straighter that you talk about, is the ANC done with it? Does the ANC now find itself in a position where it can still find make itself appealing to the middle strata? The middle straighter will always be appealing to the ANC. and uh, The action essays of the uh, world are not the threat? Yeah, uh, it can equally be a threat in the National Democratic Revolution, as we understand it. It can be a threat, and uh, it can even uh, work to uh, depose the ANC. If you look at the national debate in South Africa today and what characterizes it, it's a general negative mood. And that negative mood, you know, as much as 
it resonates with our people because of basic issues like electricity and water and all of that. But it is more pronounced by the middle black middle strata in particular because they are the most affected. Because look, in my in my small flat, I've got my car, I've got a problem of petrol, I've got a problem of uh, cost of living in terms of food that I buy, price of bread has gone up. And then uh, price of petrol, 1,000 to fill up my small car. And then uh, it will be more pronounced to me. And then I'm earning within this bracket, which is probably, you know, above the poverty level. I can still survive out of it. But it will be more pronounced to me. I will be the one who will be making a lot of noise. Once we attend to those particular issues, the change of attitude and the mood will change. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that the poorest of the poor who are languishing in poverty and affected by inequality, which has to be the preoccupation of our agenda and are hard hit by unemployment, it does not mean that they are not critical, but they are loyal at the same time. I can tell you, Tzidi, in the last election, the mm. ANC was at its weakest with the media against us, with service hey, delivery. Was an enemy of no, the no, 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 no. Need no. to check that. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah, talk. Yes. The media. I check the SABC. I remember very well. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I... you need to check that. Like no. you must find the enemy within, no, no. and not external the factors. The media is anyway, not. The media. We'll come back to this. You'll circle back. Yeah, the media me... is not the enemy. I want you to finish enemy. your point. I want yeah. you to finish your point. So I'm saying the ANC was at all-time low, and the opposition was at its up gear. You know, and um, uh, what did the opposition come with? We all dropped in terms of numbers. Yes. So nobody won in terms of the past election, of course, because it was a short election. But it is more reflective on us as the ruling party, and we have to be more worried than anybody about the outcome of that particular election. So because it tells a story about the possibility of what might happen going forward. But I'm saying the ANC, if it, it was not a party that resonates with our people, those people would have stood, went to vote and voted us out. They had an opportunity. You don't do think that, that time is not. coming? You don't think that the trend has been to become empathetic to completely disengage and then eventually you take a decision the nc as it stands you preach renewal it's not happening at a fast enough pace there's a lack of commitment there's still questionable characters that are exalted within the movement you don't think that at some point people say actually let's not be disengaged let's actually do something you're not headed towards that i asked you about 2024 earlier and you almost paint a rosy picture in terms of how no, you'll come out no 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 I said no, almost. No, no, no. Uh, there will never be a rosy picture for me. Otherwise, I would have not been here in 1999 when Tabombeki took over from Mandela and it was said he's a leader who does not resonate with the masses. And we went on to work so hard and won two-thirds majority. If the ANC does not listen, does not see the signals and respond adequately to those, it will disappear it will be defeated. The ANC of 1999, not so long ago, when it was said that your leader is aloof, yes. we then began to go down to the people. We did a whole lot of things that made people to believe in the ANC beyond Mandela. Remember when Mandela left, the question was, where to without Mandela? 
where is the fate of the ANC going to without this Mandela? Because everything was Mandela and Mandela, and that was it. And we went on to even become a better party without Mandela under Tabumbek. So 2024 and the ANC is going to depend on the leadership that, that is going to drive. Listen, renewal, you can have it. We have it now. We started this project five years ago. Yes. And then I have been in charge at the helm of it with Phoebe David Makura uh, with this project. It was started by Tabang Makwetla, by the way, in 2007, when he started with a document called Organizational Design. From Tabang Makwetla, it was us all the way, right? And then the Organizational Design became Organizational Renewal. And then where we are today, we have now penned organizational renewal when it was drafted by Zamani and the team. I'm not involved with this project. It is Zamani who's heading this particular project in this conference. And then it took off from where we ended. Now, it is not new. Renewal can be in good in paper, but failure to implement, it means nothing. So the ANC must implement its renewal uh, program. Haynes is always getting slammed for failure to implement, even in government. We speak about that quite often. Yo, there's so many things I want to pick at. I'm meant to be mindful of time on my end, not yours on my end, and I'm struggling a little bit. Um, you speak about the renewal project and the kind of leadership that must emerge come December, right? What leadership is that? And I ask this obviously with Ramaphosa in mind. He's got the scandal over his head. Um your assessment, your observations of the impact on Palapala, on Ramaphosa, right now and December and beyond? We have been here before where a president of the ANC was faced with challenges in office and not so long ago. And that is why in our manifesto we talk about the good and the bad. And the bad of it is that we mismanaged the handling of that saga and we learned from it okay and which saga was that was Nkandla we've got Palapala now Nkandla went it's uh, through the processes public protector start with she came and said that uh, pay a little bit but you president you are not responsible for this we stuck in our heels the public protector was attacked and then we opened unconstitutional processes. A dog committee, which went to Nkandla and said the swimming pool is a fire pool. We were lambasted by the constitutional court, delivered that scathing afternoon. I was heading elections. We got 62%, dropping from 65%. Scathing two weeks before the vote. And then uh, lambasted and the president was said to have acted outside and then we went on to defend. We did not listen to the elder society in general when it was said that you don't. We will not go that way with Palapala. Allow the processes that are there. There's a parliamentary process. And then uh, there is a process of the law where the case was opened. There is a process of the public protector. What will be incorrect is to force the president to admission of guilt when it has not been tested in any of the processes that indeed there's been flaws or admission 
something that warrant admission of guilt on the part of the president. So that granted uh, must be allowed. The question is, should anything uh, come up in relation to this matter? The ANC leadership is empowered by history and experience to decide on this matter, uh, informed by what has happened in the past and guided also by the and empowered by conference resolutions, which we never had during the Nkandla process uh, that we have now because the 55th conference of the ANC empowered us with this. We didn't have when some of these things were happening, when people were charged left and right. We didn't have. We do have that as part of the renewal process. Do you think we are unfair? I, for one, always say the president of the ANC is undermining the rule of law, but most importantly, the citizens, when he doesn't take us into his confidence around what happened. Former leaders of the ANC have made similar comments. I spoke to former deputy president of the ANC, Khalima Motlante, last week, and he said he's got to take the country into his confidence and explain thoroughly what actually happened. This protected silence, as you say, institutions are looking into the matter is unfair. You've heard uh, from our president, Abombeki. You've heard from our president, Jacob Zuma. Do you think we are unfair? Uh, let me say this to you. What the president have explained, uh, maybe half and puffing, Maybe you need a press conference where you take. We the need nation. many press conferences. Yeah, no, 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 not many. That's he what generally needs let, to speak to the media more. Yeah, yeah. Tidi, you ask a question. Okay, okay. And then yeah, I okay. answer you. So <laughs> you, you, you don't put. I'm not, I must stop raising my own issues. No, okay, no, it's fine. You enough, raise your issues. Enough, and enough. you have not been. Uh, <laughs> you have not been nice to me. So you have ah. been, been hard. I've and been I appreciate lovely. that. I've been you, lovely. You, no, you have been hard. But and we must it, ask you questions yes. that need proper answers. Of course, answers. I'm you very happy about that. You are that. going to need the engine of the governing party. I am very excited. You to, must answer. I'm always, I always walk into 702 and even in my bed answer. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be asked what you like. Yeah. You, 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 you're going to be... I'll ask you that last, okay? Exactly. You can tell me about a good time. So I, I'm okay. very happy to be here because... Uh, sure, uh, sure. Look, um, you are not unfair. Uh, perhaps it is unfair for them because they should not be complaining with the rest of society. That's what I've said. Uh, because they are empowered first by history, by virtue that uh, they've got nothing to lose. They don't want to be president unless they want to contest in the conference. Of course, from a president, Jacob Zuma said he's available. You no, I saw that. I don't think... Uh, it's it, legitimate. I don't... It could be legit if he said if people want him. Look, President Zuma... I can put him aside for this moment sure. because I, I accept that. he's faced a lot of challenges yeah, personally. So when it criticizes Ramaphosa sometime, uh, honestly, uh, it is something that we've got to look at it but understand that he's faced with a lot of challenges. So it's subjective. But these two, they've got nothing to lose. Like I said, Mandela, when he had issues with HIV and AIDS, he came to us and face us in the NWC and the NEC. And I'm certain Comrade Tabo have done the same. And uh, with history empowering him with the status of being a stalwart and a veteran of our movement and sitting among us in the National Executive Committee, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that stops him from asking the questions to the president and to the collective. I asked the question of the Guptas in the NEC, not in the streets. Khalima Mutlante can do the same. He can't complain with the rest of you. Unless, like Mandela, 
would have said to us that the reason I'm coming to you about this matter is because the president has not been picking up my calls for 100 calls I've called him. Mm -hmm. And President Mbeki can say, I wrote to the officials. They are not responding to me. And uh, I raised these issues because, look, the issue he is raising is fundamental, strategic and important. Mm -hmm. And uh, that the organization like the ANC cannot afford not to answer. We have been going back and forth on this matter, even in the NEC, and some of us have argued you, you, you cannot ask for the president uh, to give an account on a matter that is now being investigated when he is not actually an accused person. We have argued uh, in the meetings, and there are comrades in the meetings of the ANC where I sit who have said that, no, president, uh, do this, do that. President went public addressing ANC members in Limpopo and gave an account of where the money comes from. No jurors, nobody. That was good enough for you. It is something that he did. Whether it is good enough or not good enough, uh, I'm saying to you, you need a press conference, but he already addressed the matter of where the money comes from. Now, whether that it is truthful, it is something that can be tested and be found to be truthful in terms of those who are empowered to do an investigation. It is a matter that is now subjected to a process. Now, what is fundamental for the ANC? The ANC, when the matter, it is finalized and it has got an implication uh, for the organization, it will take a decision. The president, as a president of the country, knows the oath he has signed. He knows the oath he has signed and that uh, that oath says, among others, you must be guided by your conscience. And uh, I wouldn't defend something that I know that uh, uh, I've done something wrong about it. And at the same time, I will simply walk away. And that is what will actually happen. So in this particular instance, we don't have any of this. So I don't know what we are asking for. We've got the checks and balances that enable us as an organization and society to respond to a situation like that. Not so long ago, we had a situation like that in our country. And we fumbled, I can tell you. I was part of those who were fumbling in the dark, defending and defending. That will never happen again. You don't look at yourselves in Parliament and feel like the ANC is closing rank. You don't look at the response to former leaders and feel like the ANC is closing rank because there's a little bit of that. Um, as outsiders, one goes, hmm, finally ANC leaders are bringing discussions outside. That's a good thing in a transparent democracy. That's what I keep saying to myself. But then you see the current cohort of NC leaders closing rank. You saw KwaZulu-Natal, Limpopo. You saw yourself, Northwest, taking a very firm line against having no. criticism against the current leadership being playing, playing itself out in the public domain. No, it is not closing ranks. It's, it's a raising principle. President Mbeki to date, I mean, I've heard, he has met with the comrades of Limpopo, and everywhere else. It's not closing ranks. Closing ranks means concealing the truth, right? And saying that the truth must not be spoken. None of us have said that. None of us said the truth must not be spoken. We said, accounting for myself, I use the word TD. In the dictionary, I don't know how you interpret decorum. <laughs> I said, they, they like to say, <laughs> I, I, I like to speak bombastics. Yes, you like but, big words. Yes, yes, big words. But it, decorum, decorum means 
can we look like a decent party? You get what I mean? Can <laughs> I we be decent to ourselves? Very well, you know, <laughs> unless if then, then somebody's not listening. Can, can we be decent? I'm going to take that from you. I am about to wrap up. Um, the role of the youth league, right? There is an attempt. I see we're not about attempting to revive it. But it's really not something that's felt the way it was when you were in charge, when Julius Malema was in charge. What needs to happen? And when you look at the state of the leagues, what is the future of these these structures? Should they just be swallowed up into the ANC's role? Is there still space for a youth league to find, again, expression amongst the young people in the country? If it was within my powers and I was running the ANC like a manager, the youth league would have long gone to a conference. The women's league would have long gone to a conference. Now, we are analyzing people who are interim structures, who are very, you know, the talent that is there in the youth league, just the wisdom, the ideas, the energy. It's amazing. But mm. these young people have not been unleashed. They have just been, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, muzzled, uh, subjected to ANC leadership, factional, uh, you know, choices. Uh, all what we need is to get the youth league to a conference, get its leadership and see its potential. Simple. We became who we were because we were elected in yeah, conferences. You speak with so much pride when you speak about that era. Eh? Yes, we were Your elected. Your face lights up when you speak about yes, the, and then because potential. I mm. can't judge Nongneva, uh, Tlangi and them and the group and, and so on and say they have failed. What? They've never been given an opportunity. Given a chance. Let them mm. go to a conference. Like I say, if I was a manager, a manager, mm. this youth league, I would have gotten money every because the only thing that stopped them from going to conference is money. Gotten them money, got them to a conference, elect leadership, and then we will say after six months, is this leadership failed or not? But I can tell you the ANC does have young people. And those young people, uh, because in the risk of being accused of patronizing young people, I can tell you that they are an explosive to happen in this country in terms of ideas but most interestingly i've seen about the youth league not of our time so many young women in that youth league that we never heard and uh, it's, it's 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 not just an experiment it's an organic development in our organization that must be celebrated I want to let you go. I am pretty much done. <laughs> you tend to back a losing horse. This is now my observations of you. Mm. You spoke about 1999. I was way too young. I was relatively young then too. No, 1990, but I did, yeah. no, when you spoke about the 1999 elections and around the, the transition, okay. I was way too young. Uh -huh. But I have observed you from your Youth League days. I've observed you um, 2012. I've observed you 2017. You tend to back a losing horse. Are people who are on your slate, should the people not be worried? Are you, I mean, you backed NDZ. Mm. Uh, you didn't go with the, the slate that came out in 2012 mm. either. I always look at you and I think, mm, if I was on a slate with Mbalu, I'd be a little bit worried. Eh? Let me tell you this. We backed NDZ, but we didn't lose. We won. You can make that argument. I was elected. I became number 14 after Hamilton Kale in the National Executive Committee. In Mangawung, I lost. I was politically obliterated. Mzwani <laughs> Lemasina went and fought a battle for me to come back as the convener of the youth league i was politically obliterated by mdu do this mdu's contesting now so by, by all of them 
Dukey can do it again. Some Dukey can do it again. Possibly. Well, uh, he can't because uh, I, I think ANC members from the last conference have matured. We are not fighting a bitter battle right now, yeah. except a few. Uh, in, 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 in that conference, I mean, there was a lot of character assassination. At the, at the present moment, uh, I see comrades trying to raise politics. Uh, there are a few of us who are still believing that they can rise by character assassinating, attacking the president and all of that. My principled support for Cyril Ramaphosa has got nothing to do with me being elected secretary general or not. And I know there's a lot of people in the ANC who don't like me because of that. From the word go, others say I'm a sellout because from Nazareth, I stood with the elected president, even though I went to a conference supporting NDZ. When I left Nazareth, first thing when I got out of Nazareth, I was taken out as a minister of police. Big portfolio, which I served for less than a year. And you tell me that uh, I don't do anything. Look at my track record in the police. Mm, I, I dealt, with, marks about your track I dealt, record, I I dealt with people there. I brought stability in the police. And then I was way on track in terms of GBV. Go and look at that. Ask the police. Let me not talk for myself. You tell me about transport. Look at where I am. In major infrastructure projects. As the young but people do, say, I'm running out of time. As the young that, people say, well, do le, that favor for yourself. Yeah. I'll look, I'll look do that favor for yourself. But, but uh, as the young people say, thank you so much for chatting to us. Um, The slates, just last, last parting shot, I swear. What is your take on the slates that you've been seeing emerging? Um, Slate culture should be killed. You are on the lineup yourself. No, slate culture was killed in uh, in Nazareth. And hmm. uh, uh, when uh, Mdu says it's not in a slate, he's not telling you the truth. It's only that the people who put him and his name and who have supported him and his ambitions to become Secretary General have said to him, project yourself as not coming from the slate. He's part of the slate. We know who are proposing him. Is belonging to a particular slate, which that slate is not favorable with KZN because he was defeated there. But KZN, from where he comes from, he does have support. But he's playing PR with all of you. I'm not from a slate and all of that. We in the ANC understand perfectly. There is nobody but slate. He is correct. That where I agree with him, he is correct that um, uh, slates have been defeated by members of the ANC. It's members of the you. ANC that defeated Slates who said, no, we're not going with this. I actually agree with you on Mdu. Mdu is playing a game that he's independently going out of he's Norway. Not. I know who he's working with. Of we course. all can see it. It's quite obvious. Yes. Um, thank you again. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, On a busy day. He's always late, but yeah. he was late. <laughs> thank don't you again. He, don't, don't, I'm very busy. <laughs> Portfolio, elections, TD, Kamo. And then... Thank you for tuning in. Catch us again next week. This podcast was produced by Amo Ramela and Duduzile Masuku. For Eyewitness News, my name is Tidi Madia.